Welcome back to the TED Talks show, people. Multi-audio-visual stuff. We are going to talk today about houses versus flats. Now, I would say most investors in the UK go for houses, right? I'd say most people prefer houses. If you had a choice of which one to live in, I think people would say house. Unless you're in central London city centre, then you may not have a choice, really. Some flats are like houses there, so it's pretty crazy. Some houses are like flats. Anyways, flats have been a little bit of a pain historically because of them being leasehold and because of, you know, freeholders holding people to ransom and, and expensive lease extensions and losing value and, you know, lots of different issues, ground rent, service charges, lots of things that have put people off buying leasehold. Now, you know, there's meant to be these reforms coming in, but when are they going to come in? Are they going to make a big difference? I don't know. The government's talking about them, but the government talk about a lot of shit. I mean, they can't even keep a PM in the office for more than like 20 days. I'm a fighter and not a quitter. I am resigning. Also, desirability of flats, lend, you know, mortgageability of flats, especially when they're lower value, being pretty tricky. The amount of deals I've had to not do because the flats been a great deal on paper, but all the flats were like 25, 30k each and it just didn't make sense on a remortgage. Well, you can get commercial mortgages to do the whole thing, but it just didn't make sense. And the safety factor as well was annoying. So for me, I tend to buy freehold, which usually means houses. A few reasons. I don't like paying service charge. It can wipe out your profit, especially if you've got a greedy management company. And I don't really know the regulations on it, but yeah, quite a few of them seem to get away with charging quite a lot of money. You've got the ground rent, which you know sometimes it doubles every X many years. Now, that's not always a problem financially, but some lenders really don't like certain rules around ground rent. So that's kind of why I'm put off by ground rents. I also don't want to pay service charge. I don't want to pay ground rent. Yes, I get it. There's a lift. There's a communal area. But most of them are crap and the companies don't do anything. So bleh. another thing is, you know, often having to get the freeholders consent for certain works. The fact that all of your walls and ceilings are party walls, usually, if you're maybe above the first floor. So getting X many flipping party wall agreements, like, it's just like, come on. All these things just delay. And then having neighbours all around you, having issues where, well, if someone has a leak in the flat, 10 floors above, 3 foot, it can still affect you. And then it's like, yeah, you've got insurance, but when your tenant's saying, uh, there's water coming through, you're not saying, ah, let me, you know, um, do my insurance. You're like, oh, I'll just get someone out there, pay for it, deal with it later. And then you forget to do the insurance claim. And that, you know... And so I think like just being surrounded by other people who may not be maintaining their property as well as yours is a bit of a headache. If you're top floor or maybe, you know, you're, it's a certain design, then okay, maybe there's less physical issues, but I just really don't like being surrounded by people, all these party walls, all these other people's pipes and crap running through. It's just a headache. Now, short lease strategies work incredibly well. And if you know what you're doing, and of course, you know, short leases, I bought a house which had a lease of, I don't even remember, what, I don't even know the lease was when I bought it because it didn't matter because we were buying the freehold and it was all kind of agreed. So I was kind of pretty like flippant about it. Like, yeah, I don't know what the lease is or whatever. Probably like six years or something. It was crazy. That was a house. Now there are flats in London, for example. This is a strategy in itself that I was looking at that will have short leases, you know, and you can get them for a hundred grand, a couple hundred grand. And I'm talking like Marlebans, so like areas that flats are definitely not just a couple hundred grand. 
Now, obviously, increasing the lease is going to cost, who knows, 100 grand, 200 grand, a fair chunk of six figures of money. Now, bearing that in mind, it is what it is. Like, the strategy can still work, but you need to have cash because you can't necessarily borrow the lease extension fee. Unless there's some lenders out there with cool products, you don't have to have that in cash. And that can often be higher than, say, that like a refurb cost, which you can borrow, right? So would I do flats? Yes, if I was doing a short lease strategy. And would I keep it afterwards? Maybe. Probably more tempted to sell it afterwards, to be fair, because there's decent chunks of profit you can get from this. And sometimes it's just a paperwork exercise, you know, with your solicitors and the surveyor. You have to be very careful with things like this. And, you know, when something is leasehold, you simply have to do extra due diligence. Now, you're already doing a ton. I know, and I'm spending hours already. Yeah. Leasehold, you're going to spend a lot more. And guess what? Your solicitor is going to charge you a lot more. And so they should. Have you ever read a leasehold legal pack? Oh my God. Complex. I can read legal packs. I've read, I don't know, 300 by this stage. Probably more. Probably a lot more, actually. Leasehold packs? Oh my God. I honestly just straight away say, here, Stu, you have it. I'm just not doing it because, yeah, like, it's long. And it's complex. Like, it gets really complex, um, especially with some of the terminology, which is just the basic stuff as well. Like, it gets complex. So, you know, you're going to pay more, especially if it's like on auction where a lot of these short leases are. And your sister's, you know, doing this for you. It is going to cost more. It is going to take more time as well to like read through these packs. But also, leasehold is just more complex. So that's another thing you have to kind of contend with: is that you are buying a more complex sort of bit of property that isn't actually as valuable as a less simple, as a less complex thing. So, hmm. Yeah. Also, there's various bits you need to check with lenders. I mean, it's the same with freehold, but with leasehold, there's a few extra bits like doubling ground rent, etc. Really need to check with the lenders. And, you know, like I said earlier, flats sometimes can be less attractive in certain areas. Now, when this leasehold reform, etc. comes in, if it does, then I think, you know, my views will change. Strong opinions loosely held. And I think that there'll be more opportunity. There'll be different opportunities. Things might be easier. But until then, I'm sort of a bit like, I'll do it on short lease. I will get in and out. I'll extend, you know, that's fine. But what I won't do really is buy a flat to keep just because I mean, a lot of people do this. Oh, it's cheap. I saw a flat for 40 grand, but the house is a 90. Yeah. I mean, there's reasons for that, of course. And your rent will be different as well. Uh, not like crazy different, but definitely different. So for me, I avoid flats. Uh, you know, snog, marry, avoid. I'm avoiding flats. I'm marrying single buy to lets. I'll probably snog some HMOs to be fair. Just cheeky little around the back, you know, around the bins. No, I'm joking. So that's my view on flats and freeholds. You know, I'd always, always advise going for freeholds. I know someone right now who's doing like nine party wall agreements on a flat just to do some basic shit. And like, uh, you know, I had to do two party walls on my freehold and that was a pain, you know, already. So yeah, for me, I tend to go freehold. I tend to go for a house. I also think, I know it's a grey, dull country as it is outside right now, but people really do like outdoor space, especially, you know, in a post-COVID world. It's not to say that flats won't work, but there's a lot more due diligence, a lot more money and probably a lot more time that goes into it. And the maintenance of them, service charges, things like that, can cost a boom and you may not want to deal with that. So that's me, people. Um, I am Mr. Freehold. <laughs>